Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, and we are so thrilled you are listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. We can't wait to share today's episode with you around the topic of anxiety. We're talking about how our emotions are windows into our hearts and how they can reveal what is really going on inside of us. And most importantly, what can we do to help this? So let's get going. We have so many good things to talk about. Well, today we are talking about a topic that Honestly, every single time I brought this topic up over the years on blogs or social media, it resonates with thousands and thousands. So some of our most popular content has to do with this real life struggle that so many of us find ourselves in the middle of. That is anxiety. So today we're going to talk more about the spiritual side of anxiety. Next week, we'll get into the physical causes of anxiety. The funny thing for me with anxiety is I wouldn't say that I'm somebody who struggles with anxiety on a regular basis, Um, but I can tend to live in my head sometimes and uh, overthink things, and that's when I notice anxiety creeping in for me. And if I really let it simmer and seep in, it can get a hold of me, and it becomes like, I don't know, like a snowball effect. Yeah, I think that's where you and I are so different because I think you're right. I, I would not say that you are somebody that, that struggles with anxiety on a regular basis where I am. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always thinking about the what ifs and it's been a lifelong struggle uh, for me. I mean, I can remember way back and I don't remember how old I was, but but probably under the age of 10. And I you know lived in a neighborhood with you know lots of friends. And I remember being down at a friend's house and I would hear a siren go off, you know, an ambulance mm-hmm. or a fire right. truck. And my immediate reaction to that was to think something was wrong in particular something was wrong with my mom or my dad Mm. and so for whatever reason um you know i can think back to those early years and and anxiety was present uh, in my own life and i would begin praying or i would run home to just make sure everything's okay and and certainly as i think about you know just my life since then uh, that has been far more of a struggle for me than i would say it it has been for you yeah i'm always like honey it's okay It's going to be fine. Although I don't it's know not, what I would do without you. Right. Well, it's and it's not always fine. And I do realize that I tend to see the bright side of things and, and, and not worry as much. But I think, honestly, even if, it's, if you're somebody who would say that you don't struggle with anxiety as much, we all struggle with it at certain times. Right. And sometimes there's things that we really, you know, we should be worried about, right. I guess. Um, like I think about... Uh, over the this is several years ago now um, when we were having our kids I had five miscarriages in the span of 10 years and for me the anxiety that would grip me every single time I was pregnant I mean I feel like that was warranted and I would have this ongoing battle of trusting God in the midst of real fear and I feel like like I said that is fear that you know, was warranted. I had gone through so much. So I don't think when we talk about anxiety, it's not necessarily something, oh, don't worry, it's going to be fine. It's not, it could be something that's real that you really should be worried about, but it's how we handle that. Yeah. And I think, you know, just really quickly, I think it's important. I mean, even in the Bible, I mean, there's a difference between concern and worry Mm -hmm. and, or concern and anxiety. And so there's certainly lots of things in life that, that, 
you know, we ought to be concerned about or cautious about. Um, but, but worry is sort of just that ongoing kind of obsessive, um, you know, concern about, about something that, that may or may not happen. But you're right, there's just so much in life that is worthy of us being concerned about. And to a certain degree, it's hard not to, to become anxious at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the most reiterated commands in the Bible. Um, you know, do not be afraid. Uh, do right. not worry. Uh, I mean, we live in a pretty scary world. Right. And there must be a reason the Bible keeps telling right. us, you know, do not fear. Well, here's some interesting statistics on anxiety, um, which I don't think they're necessarily surprising, but it is interesting to hear about them. So according to recent research, anxiety disorders are now the most common mental illness in America. Anxiety is 800% more prevalent than all forms of cancer. And also a 2017 study of U.S. college students found that nearly half of all university students report anxiety. And like I said, that's not surprising to me. Um, I guess we might wonder what, what is causing all of this anxiety. And I think we can definitely see, you know, like when I hear the statistic about college students, I think immediately that is such a stressful time um, in a young adult's life. Uh, And then I put it into the perspective of as adults, as we get older, wow, we have, I mean, it's not like the stress just goes away. If anything, it gets even more intense. And so I can see that probably stress is a huge cause of anxiety. I think you're right. I mean, I think stress is probably the the number one cause for anxiety. So you think about, you know, the average college student or even, you know, uh, high school students, I mean, you know, education and the workplace has become so competitive. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a lot of stress around that particular season and trying to get into uh, the college that you want or think you need to get into and then trying to excel there. And then, you know, just in the workplace, I mean, uh, life is stressful. And so that's a huge, I think, source of anxiety. And then I think some things that are unique just about the culture that we're living in today that, that weren't true for maybe my parents or, or your parents, you know, um, 20 years ago. And that's just the rise of, of, um, you know, new technology, social yeah. media. I mean, all of the, all of the messages that we're exposed to and just the, the steady flow of content that mm-hmm. we sometimes expose ourselves to by, you know, scrolling the IG and, and you know, looking <laughs> right. at Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, all of that does create um, you know, restlessness and, and anxiety. And so mm-hmm. I think those things contribute as well. And we just live such busy lives. Yeah. And when you were talking about college students, I thought in behind that is the parent that's trying to help <laughs> go, their go, chi- go, go, go. Well, trying to help their child yeah. through that season of yep. life and how stressful that is for the parent. And then I immediately think of young moms, yep. um, in the season they find themselves in, uh, just overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities that come from that. So I think, you know, really there's not a season of our life where we don't have some form of stress that can cause anxiety. So you talked about, um, concern versus anxiety. I think we should talk about that a little bit more because I think, like you said, there is a difference there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, one of the things I think of immediately is just, you know, you, you get in your car and, and what do you do? You buckle up. Um, well, that's and it's true. Not because you're necessarily obsessing over getting hit well, or no, no, in an no. accident. For me, it's because I'm following the rules. I'm a rule <laughs> follower. So that is you the are, law. That's good. That I is, have to yes. buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, that that's, you know, not a perfect example, obviously, but it, but it is, you know, maybe one helpful way of thinking about the difference where, you know, you get in your car and you 
buckle up because there's concern there. You want, you want to be cautious and you realize that there are certain risks in driving a car. Um, and, and yet you don't then drive your car around obsessing over the what ifs at every, every turn. And so I think there are things that, that we ought to be, and we're encouraged in the Bible to be concerned about, um, that in and of itself is not a bad thing. It, it's when that concern really takes over and begins to kind of consume us and paralyze us. And mm-hmm. so I think what, what, um, what we're commanded to avoid is that, that part of it is that obsessive controlling, sort of just ongoing, um, you know, concern over the what ifs about tomorrow or the next month mm-hmm. or the next year that, that really rob us of life and joy and freedom. Again, it's, you know, God wants to give us life. He wants us to enjoy, um, you know, this abundant life that, that looks like uh, trust in him. And, and so worry just steals us. It, it robs us of that kind of life that God wants to give us. Yeah. And, and like I was saying earlier, for me, for me, it's like a, it's like that snowball effect. And that's what I think when you're saying that, like it gets more intense and well, it kind of reminds me actually, this is obviously kind of fu- a funny example, but when, when I wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, everything is so magnified, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not reality. And you're like, Oh my word, I didn't put the chicken from the freezer into the fridge for dinner tomorrow. You know, and right. it's like the sky is, you know, the world's and, ending, and the you, sky is falling. You wake up of- at 7am and wonder what, what was the big deal? Right. So, you know, obviously there's those things that that we obsess about. um, But I think that, you know, in general, like I said, it's that snowball effect in my mind. And if I don't, you know, try to deal with it and, and put my my heart and my mind at rest immediately, it gets worse and worse. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think, you know, our listeners probably know this already, but, you know, Matthew six is such an important passage um, when we're thinking about worry or wrestling with anxiety, and it's, it's been one of those passages I feel like I've come back to over and over again over the last you know two years going through cancer treatment. It's just been that such a good reminder. And I think in Matthew six, one of the important things like to, I, I think to remember is that when Jesus, you know, in that passage is is talking about not worrying or not being anxious, um, like just the tone, you know, when you read that, like he's not beating the disciples up for mm. worrying. Um, and so I think that's just a really important perspective for us to have is that, that we need to be, you know, I mean, careful with ourselves, um, you know, don't beat yourself up because you're worrying. Um, and remember that, that God doesn't beat us up, um, mm-hmm. you know, for worrying that I think in Matthew six, you, you see, you know, the good shepherd, um, encouraging and reminding us not to worry. Uh, he's not rebuking us there. And so I think Matthew 6 is such an important, um, you know, passage where Jesus says, do not worry, you know, about your life. Um, and he, he kind of goes on to, to say that, that you're of great worth or value. Mm-hmm. And so there's this picture here in Matthew 6 where Jesus is tender, he's encouraging, and he's reminding us of our worth or value in God's eyes. And I think that's a basis for us understanding, um, you know, why we don't need to worry. We, we belong to God. We, we're in his kingdom. Right. And even if everything else falls apart, um, we belong to him and nothing can can steal us out of God's mm. hands or take us out of his kingdom. Yeah, I love that. So is it really possible for us not to worry or be anxious? I mean, will will this be a lifelong struggle? How do we get over this? I think it's possible to worry less. You know, oh, I, mean, I, I feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, my own life is somebody who struggled with anxiety. Um, you know, most of my life, I feel like I worry less today than I did six months ago or two years ago. And yet I, I, it's not like I don't have less to worry about. I still have, 
you know, a cancer that I'm taking medication for to, to keep in remission. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's definitely possible to worry less, to, to wrestle less with that as time goes on. But I think, yeah, I mean, it's what we were talking about before that, I mean, we live in a fallen world and there's, there's lots of things, there's lots of possibilities um, it, it, that, that could go wrong. And so I think on a certain level, it, it's something we're always going to struggle with, and, but we can struggle less with it as time mm-hmm. goes on, as God continues to change us and grow us. Yeah. Well, so this is, so like I said, we, today we're talking about the spiritual side of anxiety. Next week we'll get into the physical causes of anxiety. Uh, so on the spiritual side, it's interesting, Pat, you and I have talked about this so much about what anxiety really reveals about us. And I think that that's where we're talking about, you know, the spiritual side of anxiety. And I love, I've heard you say so often, and I, I can't remember, you'll, you can mention what book you got this from, but that our emotions are like windows yeah. into our soul, basically, or into our heart. Um, and I, I just, I love that. I think that's such a beautiful picture. Yeah. You, I, you know, Dan Allender, uh, who you know, wrote a book years ago called The Cry of the Soul, along with Tremper Longman, um, it, I think he uses that language in that book. And just, you know, the idea of paying attention to your emotions mm. and, and how you see that in, in the book of Psalms uh, in the Old Testament and how, you know, our emotions can be windows into our soul. They can be windows into our heart and they reveal um, you know, Allender talks about in that book, how our emotions reveal whether we're moving toward God or away from God. And so, you know, we don't want to like just surrender to our emotions and bow to them and go, boy, just, I feel this way. And so therefore Mm. this is the way it is. And we don't want to like just ignore our emotions, uh, which can be the other extreme. You know, we want to, to enter into them and explore what they might be saying about our relationship with God, that they're a window into what's really going on in our heart. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, when, you know, I can think about that season in my life when I, you know, over the ten, course of 10 years where I had those five miscarriages and I would say there was intense anxiety throughout those 10 years. And, and it was, you know, anxiety from something that was real and happening right. to me. Um, but it did reveal what I believed about God. You know, it, it revealed that I wasn't really trusting him. Um, and even when I trusted him, it didn't always work out like I'd hoped, obviously. And so I think that's where the real struggle struggle came is that I, you know, I was trying to, to believe that God would come through and that wasn't his plan some of the times. And, and it didn't make sense. There was never any answer. And so I think that's where, you know, we just, we, I guess we surrender to, to God and, and trust that he knows better than we do. Yeah. And I think part, I mean, part of what we ought to be doing, you know, Psalm 42 verse 11 is a great example of this, you know, where the psalmist says, why are you so downcast? You know, Oh, my mm-hmm. soul, why are you so downcast? Um, why are you so disturbed, you know, within me? And, and really what, the psalmist is doing is, is what Allender is talking about in his book. He, he's questioning his own heart. He, he's looking at his emotions as a way of really encountering God. Cause again, you know, we're, we're changed when we're in the presence of God and when we're allowing, you know, his truth and his love to transform us from the inside out. And so as we take those emotions and explore them 
and we do what the psalmist is talking about, we're, we're questioning our heart. It, it's, it's drawing us toward God and, and not away from mm-hmm. God. And I think what happens then is it puts us in a much better position to go, what am I really believing about God? Mm-hmm. And are there things that I've said I believe about God that I, I really don't? And, right. and so I think that's the purpose there is as we look at our heart, look at our soul, um, question those emotions, we're really getting a glimpse of what we truly believe, not what we say we believe. Right. Yeah, as I think about paying attention to my heart, again, I'm brought back to that season of my life where I was having those miscarriages and I was so focused on what I wanted that I wasn't getting, um, that I was missing out on uh, what was what I already had and what was right in front of me. And I think anxiety can just fuel that in us. I love... Uh, going along with this paying attention to our heart. I love, you know, this comes right from the Bible where in Psalm 139, it says, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So right there, we know, I mean, listen to that. Search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have those anxious thoughts. Yeah. Lord, help me with those. Yeah, and, and what are those anxious thoughts saying about us? Mm-hmm. And, and what uh, are those uh, anxious thoughts leading us towards? Are they leading us, um, you know, toward greater fear and worry? Or are they leading us towards that, that way of, of everlasting? I, you know, I think about, you know, the different times, you know, over the last two years, we've sat in a doctor's office and waited for, for test results, mm-hmm. blood work. And, you know, just to share a really practical example of, of what you're talking about, what you just read, you know, as I'm sitting in the doctor's office, staring at a door that's closed, knowing that my specialist is going to walk in, you know, mm. any moment it's, it's turning to a passage like that and going, okay, God, why do I feel anxious right now? Why does my body feel tense? Um, are there things that I'm not believing about you right now? That that's just a really mm. concrete example of how we can kind of look at our heart, look at our emotions, pay attention to those and ask the question, what is this saying about what I either believe about God or, or don't believe about God? Um, God, do I really believe that you're in control? That no matter what mm-hmm. he comes in and says, do I believe that that you're ultimately in control? Uh, do I really believe that you're good, that mm, you love, love me, that, that you have uh, my wife and my kids uh, in mind? Um, do I really believe that you're faithful? Mm. And so I think as we question our emotions, as we pay attention, ask God to search us, those are great ways for, for the Holy Spirit to just continue transforming us from the inside out, drawing us to, to greater dependence, greater trust uh, on God, to, to trust him for who he really is. Um, and so yeah. I think that's those are just maybe, you know, just some real practical examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the practical way to handle anxiety is, is to first look at our heart. Yeah. And what is it saying that we believe about God? Well, I can see, I think as we can see, anxiety reveals a much deeper issue. And it's not only tied to our mental health, of course, there's that whole side of it, but it's tied to our heart and what we are trusting and believing will bring us real lasting peace. So as we close, honey, I I know we undoubtedly have listeners who find themselves right now in the thick of fear and worry. And my heart goes out to them because I've been in the middle of that. Um, I would love, can you speak to the listener who is struggling with anxiety right now? And as a pastor, what would you say to them? Yeah, I guess I would share. I mean, what the one verse that comes to my mind um, right away is Psalm 94, verse 19. And it is 
a verse that, that somebody shared with me not long after my dad passed away in, in 2010. And the, the psalmist in Psalm 94, verse 19 um, says, when anxiety is great within me, uh, your consolations brought me great joy. Mm. And I just love that, that verse. I, I immediately think um, from the perspective as, of, of a parent and as we console our children, you know, as a, as a father consoles or comforts his child or as a mom, you know, consoles her son or her daughter, this is what God wants to do for us. And, and so I just encourage those of us that are, are wrestling with anxiety right now, which is probably all of us, um, to be consoled, to be comforted, by what God's word says. And so my, my hope and my prayer for those of you that are listening today and are, are in that season where anxiety is great within you, that you might be consoled by God's truth, you might be, comfor- you might be comforted by his love, and that his promises might bring you great peace. And so that's what the psalmist is saying. All of us go through those seasons where anxiety is great within us. And so let's take our anxiety to the right place, to the right person where we can find consolation or comfort. What a great conversation today on anxiety. And as you know, if you've been joining us every week, each week we will walk away with a key idea. It's the main takeaway, summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is simple, but true. Our emotions are great windows into our hearts. We'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes, as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com backslash podcast. Friends, you can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And as if I didn't say it enough already, we are so thrilled you are joining us here at Root Like Faith and we welcome you into the family. In the next episode, we're going to continue this conversation about anxiety and talk about more of the physical causes of anxiety. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode.